Blog Talk Radio. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ken Reedy Show. We got stuff up there. If you want to, you know, you're, you're shy and don't want to call in, get on the Facebook. Give us your opinions uh, out there. You want to give us a call, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. We're in WrestleMania season, lots of stuff going on, not to mention the start of the network. So you got something to say. Get on the horn and let's hear what you got to say. You can check us out on Twitter. Our handle is at the Ken Reedy Show on the Twitter. And as always, you can check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com, where you can listen to stuff, hit the blogs, whatever, over there on thekenreedyshow.com. So many things to talk about. As always, I cannot get through all the things going on in this wonderful world of professional wrestling without my tag team partner, Dave, is on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I wish there was pyro behind me as I, as I make my way onto the stage um, to, to conduct another wonderful rendition of the Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk in full WrestleMania season. So let's do it. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's funny that we're in full WrestleMania season. And, again, I defy all that are out there to, to find – a show that's more positive than, than this show because we really we seek we seek out to see the best in, in, in pro wrestling. It's the best in pro wrestling talk, and we we look for the best in pro wrestling. And uh, last week uh, we were set. We were we were downright giddy to be perfectly honest here on uh, the show. Dave and I self-proclaimed, admittedly, we're not going to hide it. Hogan Marks. Excited for him to be back last night, uh, last week. Uh, we also knew that The Undertaker was coming back last week. And we had stated, for the record, on the show, we said it, um, that we thought this was going to be a Raw for the ages. That this was going to be, in fact, I think I had said that when we were talking at the end of the year and going through our end of the year awards and talking about event of the year, uh, that this would be a Raw that would have to be mentioned um, in that conversation, that was that was our prediction and our feeling going in. It had that big night feel. Hulk Hogan, 
the Undertaker, the launch of the network, that it was just the sky's the limit, and I was just expected to be blown away by last week's Raw. And you know what? And eh, not so much. I, you know, I hate to say it, but uh, uh, Raw was uh, kind of two high points. Hogan and Taker returned, returning were the bookends for a, a fairly mediocre show last week, Dave. Yeah, uh, you know, perfect phrase, bookends. There was a good beginning and there was a good, a good end, but there was no substance in the middle, at least in my opinion. Um, we did see some storyline progression in terms of, you know, Daniel Bryan and uh, his fallout from Elimination Chamber. Um, some very brief stuff with Orton and Batista hyping up their match for WrestleMania. Um, it was the Shield and, and the Wyatts kind of had a thing, but the Wyatts also had something going on with John Cena, so they were kind of all over the place. You didn't know what direction they were going in in terms of what you saw on television, but nothing really grabbed me um, except for the beginning with Hogan, which you know I marked out like a little kid. I had my bandana on in the living room. My girlfriend was rolling her eyes at me because that's how big of a mark I was watching it. Um, and then the end with Undertaker and uh, his confrontation with Brock Lesnar leading up to uh, – you know, now their match at WrestleMania. So, um, and even so, even those, you know, we could discuss it even further, but even those two segments, they were cool, but they kind of seemed a little underwhelming too. So uh, I, I, I will gladly admit here on the show, that, and, I, and I've always said this to our listeners, I will gladly admit here on tonight's show that, quite frankly, I was wrong about last week's Raw. Bottom line, I was wrong. And if anybody wants to call in and point out I was wrong, I will gladly let you do it without any arguments from me this evening. The number is 347-838-9815. Agree. And I think, you know, for both of us, I mean, I think, we, you know, we were both wrong. We both uh, had uh, high expectations of last week's Raw. And like you said, I mean, same here. I mean, I was, you know, quite literally jumping up and down in my living room. Uh, big time living room pop for uh, Hogan being back. Uh, just like I honestly just couldn't sit on the couch, and and once his music hit, it just it physically could not sit down while he was coming down to the ring. Um, but in the interest of fairness, uh, I thought Hogan seemed a, a bit nervous. Uh, you know, it was you know it was a Hogan promo. It, it wasn't his best moment uh, out there. I. I Thought it was really short, uh, and personally, it, it, it's Hulk Hogan, and you know, it, he's Hulk Hogan. Uh, I, I thought not that you know, we didn't want to see the, the show dominated by Hulk Hogan. Uh, we didn't need to see him get used like throughout the show. I thought one, maybe two other segments. I mean, it's a three-hour show. Not a long promo to start. I thought maybe at some point during the show we'd see a backstage vignette. Even if it was something where, like, him and Vince McMahon, like, walked by each other uh, in the back. Uh, Maybe even Daniel Bryan shaking hands with Hulk Hogan. Something short and sweet. I thought we'd see more out of Hogan over the course of the show, which we didn't see. Um, So as much as, again, total mark out, and I loved it, um, it, it, I'm not going to say that it was my favorite Hulk Hogan moment. Uh, I, I, you know, even that on some levels was, uh, dare I say, a bit underwhelming. And, uh, you know, going to the, the end of the show, um, you know, it, it was good, um, but predictable. 
you know, as my, I love Heyman. I think Heyman's great. But once Heyman started talking about, uh, you know, uh, my client wants uh, history at WrestleMania. My client, you know, so we're not signing this contract. Cause my client and I just, like, I was just sitting there like, just can we can we get the gong over with already? Can we just, you know, you're not fooling anyone. We know the gong is coming soon. So uh, let, let's just get Taker out there. Uh, you know, it's predictable. I love Taker. It was, it was good to see him back. Obviously, uh, one more run. I found it as a fan uh, somewhat disconcerting what Taker looked like. I, he looked a lot smaller to me. Um, his arms even looked smaller. He, he, dare I say, uh, almost kind of scrawny. Uh, he's he's uh, look. He's he's put his body out there. He's laid it on the line for for us fans and and you know all the respect in the world for the Undertaker. Um, but I did find myself you know almost uh, scared for him having to get in the ring with a Brock Lesnar. At WrestleMania, and and this is one of the first times that that you know, as a fan, you kind of almost feel like every year, ah, uh, you know, it, it, Taker's really wrestling like kind of once a year. He's he's got a you know, uh, a very very limited schedule, and all right, he's got to come back, ramp it up for his WrestleMania match. This this is one of the first times that that really seriously, I looked at Taker physically and was. Wow, like how many more does he really have left of left in him? And I, you know, I want to see Taker coming out there and delivering at WrestleMania. I don't want to see a shell of the Undertaker out there. And uh, I don't know physically. Like, look, he'll probably wow us at WrestleMania again, and I'll say, you know what, he did it again. But physically, I I was kind of unnerved with what I saw out of him. So as much as we were talking that the Raw as a whole we thought would be on the level of being a borderline historically good Raw. It, it was mediocre, and even the two bookends we're talking about that, that we, we enjoyed, were, were they weren't terrible, but at least I would say they were kind of on the underwhelming side, Dave. Yes, as far as The Undertaker return goes, um, it was kind of expected, which is okay in some cases. Um, it was speculated that he was going to wrestle Lesnar, and I wasn't too thrilled with um, with uh, you know the way it was done in terms of the open contract. But um, now, now the the real test is to how the story is going to be told um, going forward the next few weeks heading into WrestleMania between the two of them, and that's where the real test is to see if you know the you're going to get any more hype and anticipation uh, from me at least to see this match. Um, he looked old, yeah, he did. He looked like a cancer patient, like he was sick, um, and it didn't look pretty. I mean, and Brock Lesnar, he's a monster. That guy's a beast. He'll hurt you. He hurts you when it's fake. That's what he can do when it's real. Like, you know, he's, he's, I don't know. Like, I'm not, it's not, it's not a match on, on my bucket list that I need to see anymore. It's been done before. Um, but to me, can after, you know, you, the comments you made last week about the return of Undertaker, you know, saying that maybe he should just hang it up um, even before, this this year's WrestleMania. Looking back on it with Brock Lesnar as, as much of a monster and as an animal as he is, how can a guy that like Undertaker, yes, he is the Undertaker, but how can a guy like him, the way he looks now, 
make you believe as a fan that he can beat Brock Lesnar in the, in the condition that, that Brock Lesnar is in. I don't know, but I'm optimistic because Undertaker is a tremendous performer and a tremendous talent, and of course, with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman as his mouthpiece, I'm sure that they're going to they're, they're going to have some uh, some content to be able to sell this 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 uh, match at WrestleMania. I mean, I just looked on uh, Paul Heyman's. Uh, uh, Facebook account, the Heyman Hustle, and he posted an old picture of him with The Undertaker um, when he used to manage Undertaker in WCW, and something along the lines of uh, inside strategy always works, old old uh, old news or old strategy always works in a fight, something like that, to keep the old information around, Some, something along those lines. So they're probably going to it sounds like to me that they're trying to um, bring back the history of the Heyman's association with Undertaker along with the history that Hay- Undertaker has with Brock Lesnar in the past. But I, I'm, I'm curious as to um, how far the storyline is going to go in terms of uh, the, the content and getting you hyped and anticipated for the match at WrestleMania. Because to me, on paper, the way he looked last week and just Brock Lesnar being the monster that he is, I can't buy that Undertaker's going to beat Brock Lesnar. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I can get into, and I agree with you, I think with, with the guys involved and, and you know, uh, Heyman, you know, two years in a row now with Paul Heyman involved with trying to break Taker's streak, you know, I, I don't doubt that the storyline going into it is, is going to be fun, and then it's going to be entertaining, and uh, they'll tell the story, and, and we'll get into the storytelling. And much like, like I said before, you know, with, with Sting, that I think, you know, before, if, if Sting was, was Taker's WrestleMania opponent, I think the storytelling would have been fun. I, I wonder about the match. And, and you know, I kind of have the same feeling right now with, with Brock. I, I mean, number one, I can't see... Brock winning. I, I don't even remotely think there's any chance for Brock to win this match. He's not the guy to, to break the streak. Um, so we're looking at an Undertaker, you know, victorious. But like you're saying, Dave, the way Taker looked, um, taking it seriously that he's able to beat uh, Brock Lesnar um, is going to be tough. I, I just I, And I was taken back. I've always been impressed with when Taker stays away. As much as we, we hear the stories that he's banged up, and whatever, but, you know, his arms, like, he comes back. He always looks huge. He, he always, like, you know, comes back, and it looks like, all right, you know what? He may have taken some time off, but then he, he really hit the gym, and he, and he gets some size back. And it just, like, he just, he looked, dare I say, scrawny. Um, he, he just kind of looked like a... a a scrawny old man, and and I, and I again, I, I I hate saying that about the Undertaker. I again cannot stress enough, no disrespect, because he is an all-time great by far. I I just find myself now with what I saw, and I'm curious what we're going to see out of this match. Um, you know, as as a fan, you just you you don't want to see that that you know him having to really be carried through a match and and I'm just kind of at a place as a fan that it, you know it it's time for him to hang it up you know it's time for he he has set the bar so incredibly high as far as these WrestleMania matches you know how much longer can can he do that and really uh be able to pull it off I was very taken back now but you know he's got a month 
Um, not that you can add a tremendous amount of size and stuff, but I'm, I'm sure he'll be working out and, and exercising and hitting the gym uh, before this match. But I, I was really taken back with uh, the way the Undertaker looked physically. So, you know, overall, as, as we, we looked at last week's Raw, um, it, it was somewhat disappointing, which was surprising to me because the launch of the network. And, and that was why... When, when on paper, where you saw that, that Hogan and Taker were coming back, and you knew the launch of the network was coming, I just, we both expected such a, a, an incredibly glorious Raw, and it just didn't deliver. Um, and then, you know, the network had, had some issues, to say the least, over uh, last week. Um, it seems like that they're moving forward, and, and I guess it's why uh, they, uh, you know, they gave you that week free um you know interesting i, I got the network and uh first time I, I i got and tried to watch something uh it just wouldn't load on my computer but it was loading through the app fine so i was able to watch it on my phone but not able to watch it on my computer uh, other people were having issues uh with different devices but it was funny when i finally got the network working on my computer the first match that I wind up christening the WWE Network with, Dr. D. David Schultz versus Salvatore Bolomo. That is the first match I watched. And I only got to watch part of that before uh, it crapped out. But um, as of now, though, the network seems to be working well. Um, I'm optimistic, but it seems like, Dave, there's a, there's a lot of glitches they got to get worked out. And the major thing... You know, we talked about this, that the network looks great on paper, but the minute fans are sitting there watching and they're seeing still buffering, still buffering, still buffering, that's gonna, it's a great price. That's going to start to turn fans off. I even I, a friend of mine who got the, week, uh, the, the free trial and has a couple of uh, his two sons who uh, love wrestling, and he was all about getting the network. And with all the issues with stuff loading, he's rethinking ordering the network. Um, even though it's only $10 a month, he was rethinking ordering the network. If they, they don't get this stuff cleared away, and, and, you know, obviously probably the issues, a lot of the issues were the fact that everybody was logging on at the same time. Well, the next time everybody is going to be logging on at the same time is going to be WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30. And if the network does not have these glitches squared away and people are popping on WrestleMania or even the Hall of Fame broadcast the night before and they're getting the little circle spinning around their screen or they're getting still buffering or they're getting error messages, there's going to be a lot of criticism and there's going to be a lot of issues for this network going forward if they don't square everything away by that weekend, Dave. Oh, absolutely. Um, from what I've read and from what I understand, WWE, um, they are paying Major League Baseball digital media to, uh, to, to or- orchestrate and organize this network. Um, they're giving them all the content and everything that they have, um, and Major League Baseball is structuring it and setting it up the way that they structure and set up their own content. So Major League Baseball was certainly overwhelmed um, by you know the, the the launch of the network and the amount of people that 
have signed up for the network. And I agree with you. WrestleMania, I mean, that's the, that, that's the big tagline that you see in all these ads for the network. You know, and you're seeing ads for the network on other channels, too, which, I, which I've been uh, finding lately. I was watching, uh, I was watching a local, my local news telecast early in the morning uh, the other day, and uh, I noticed that they had the commercial on for the network with, like, Hogan and John Cena. But the big tagline that, that's in these commercials is that including WrestleMania. The first pay-per-view you'll get is WrestleMania. So that that's if you don't have it set up by then, yeah, you're going to have a lot of angry wrestling fans, a lot of people upset that they're paying their $9.99. And, most, and to be honest with you, yes, you have all the great content from the past and the original shows, but I, I truly believe that most people are ordering this strictly for the, for the, um, the, the pay-per-view deals. You get all the pay-per-views for $9.99 a month. It comes out to $10.66 after taxes on your bill, but that's the, that's the big catch is the pay-per-views that everyone seems to be you know, so hung up on. That's why most people either go to a place to watch pay-per-view or they get a bunch of people together and they chip in money to buy their own pay-per-view. Um, so they got to get it fixed soon. Uh, and I think eventually it will, you know, once it kicks into full gear and they've figured out what the kinks are, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be more people signing up for it. From, from what I understand, though, Xbox users still are having trouble with the network and launching it. Xbox and Major League Baseball are working on it so that they can have it up in time for WrestleMania. And another story I've heard, too, is that um, WWE main event, the, the, the one-hour show that airs on Wednesday nights on Ion Television, they actually tape that before they tape SmackDowns on Tuesdays. Big spoiler alert out there. I hope I didn't ruin anybody's dreams in the IWC. Um, <laughs> they're, they're gonna, yeah, I know, right? They're, they're going to they're gonna call in and be like, I can't believe you ruined it for me. God damn it. It's still real to me. But anyhow, apparently they're going to start airing main event live on the network um, starting tomorrow night on Tuesday, just to see how the live streaming goes to prepare themselves for WrestleMania. Apparently there were some issues during the live NXT arrival pay-per-view uh, last Thursday, and uh, a couple of matches were cut out because of um, some technical glitches, I guess, amongst uh, you know, the Major League Baseball digital media system. So there's still, there's still a work in progress. There's little things popping up, but it's not as, it's not as big of a presence as it was before. Yeah, and I, I didn't watch the NXT live, but I did watch some of the matches uh, after the fact. And, and I, you know, and it, that was a great event from what I've seen, uh, some great wrestling. Uh, you know, the future definitely looks bright. Um, and I agree with you. I, I, you know, when you look at, like, the, the cost, you know, a lot of families I know, you know, you have your kids that are the wrestling fans. And uh, just saw our friend, you know, I have the network on right now as we're watching. I just saw our friend Bill Brown. At WrestleMania 25, that's airing on the network right now. So, hey, Bill. Oh, yeah, he was really. I remember he was really hamming it up next to Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I just looked over and I was like, hey, there's Bill Brown. But uh, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's where the, the the value is. You know, again, getting back to my friend who has uh, two sons who are really into wrestling. You know, they pick and choose the pay per views that they watch. You know, at fifty, you know, bucks, fifty, sixty bucks a pop. Um, you know, they, they pick and choose which ones. And, and you know, it's funny because their kids, they, they, they get in like a negotiating game where, uh, 
you know, depending on where the storyline is, you know, they may say, well, we, we don't want SummerSlam this year because we want this next pay-per-view. And it's always a, uh, you know, a, a source of debate and, and uh, you know, uh, I don't say arguing, but they're always kind of negotiating what pay-per-views they can get. So when you look at the network and getting every pay-per-view, uh, that, that's a value for a lot of families. There are a lot of families that, that do that. Uh, so, some families I know, you know, they just get the majors. Um, you know, WrestleMania is always uh, obviously a big one. Um, you know, the Rumble is a big one. Knowing that you're getting all of them. And, you know, I think for wrestling fans like us, yeah, we're going to love the archives. We're going to love going back and checking out, uh, you know, other things on the network. But, you know, most of the people that are going to get the network are going to get it because because the pay-per-view is such an incredible value. Uh, that, that, you know, if you're only, if you're going to watch... You know, a couple of pay-per-view, only a couple pay-per-views a year, it's going to pay for itself. So that, to me, is where the value is. That's where people are going to get it. And it's going to be a huge disaster for the WWE if, in any way, uh, there are issues during uh, WrestleMania. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Uh, we have some people on hold. So why don't we go out to the phone see what people got to say. Call, are you there? James? Oh. James, or is this Mr. Trivia? Or it's a 203 number. Going once. Going twice. All right, I'm putting you back on mute. So listen to the show. If you want to get on the air, uh, give us a call. Uh, Hang up and give us a call back. Maybe you're just calling in to listen. It's got you on the switchboard. But, uh, all right, not there. But, uh, yes, I mean, you know, the network... I'm I'm optimistic, and I agree with you. You know, going into WrestleMania, you would hope uh, they would get all the the kinks uh, ironed out and worked out uh, by then, because that that's going to be some serious issues. uh, You know, if that doesn't work out. But you know, right now, as as I've tooled around the uh, the network over the the past few days, and like I said, I got to watch uh, some of NXT, which I thought was was very well done. Uh, Cesaro versus uh, Zayn was an incredible matchup. Uh, you know, and one thing that kind of stuck out uh, for me, Dave, was uh, the commentary. And I've always been a big fan of, of one William Regal. Uh, would love to see a Regal be brought up to, to the big stage. Uh, you know, I, I, we've been critical of the commentary uh, over the months. Uh, you know, not a, I thought he'd be better, but not a big fan of JBL. Michael Cole has his moments, but not great. I was really impressed with William Regal, what he brought to the table on uh, NXT. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll be I'll be quite honest with our listeners. Um, I've not watched any of the previous NXT episodes on Hulu, but from people that I speak with that watch it, they've told me that. When NXT first started doing their regular television show, uh, William Regal and Jim Ross were the, were the commentators for the most part. Sometimes they would throw in that new kid, Byron Saxton. But for the most part, J.R. and William Regal were, were the two-man group. And I didn't think William Regal would be a good commentator because he has a low voice. And with that English, he doesn't really speak too loudly. But from what I understand, his commentary is on the mark, and people love him um, as, as, a, as a color commentator for the NXT show. And then I've got to then I've got to listen to some of it later on, you know, in months later. And I've I've watched some of the stuff. I watched a um, 
I think I watched a, a Bo Dallas match, one of his matches, and Regal was like spot on about you know the, the, just, just the way commentating should be, um, you know, putting the talent over that's in front of you on the screen, not talking over the other announcers like we've had, just something fresh and different. And, and him and JR were fantastic. I thought they were they were a great two man group, and I would put them on the main roster on Raw any day of the week. But apparently the powers that be feel differently. So. Um, as far as Regal goes, yeah, I, I, I love his commentary, and I'd like to see him do more. Yeah, I thought he was great. And, I, you know, again, I, I didn't watch the whole show, but from what I saw on NXT, uh, yeah, it, it was a real solid show. You know, they, they, I liked the characters. The wrestling was tremendous. We actually, I mean, lo and behold, we actually saw females in a good match. I, I, holy cow. So, I mean... Uh, you know, everything that NXT brought to the table, I was impressed with. So those are the things, you know, you get to see the past, uh, like kind of Hogan said in his uh, in his uh, promo last week, you get to see the past, the present, and the future on the network. Um, you know, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, a little bit, you know, getting, you know, comfortable with navigating around the network. Um, but it, it, it's a, it's cool. I mean, I think it's it's going to be something that's a lot of fun. Uh, to tool around with uh, as a wrestling fan. Again, the biggest thing is going to be, like, right now I'm not surprised that there's there's no issues. Um, you know, when I'm, like, messing around in the middle of the day on a Sunday, like, futzing around with the network, seeing, uh, you know, what's on there and checking out archive stuff, you know, you would expect there wouldn't be problems, and there wasn't. And, and it was totally uh, okay. You just wonder when they have another one of those high-volume uh, situations uh, what's going to happen. I'm actually, you know, it's funny, Dave, because we're going to be at WrestleMania. I'm actually kind of excited to have WrestleMania uh, pulled up on my phone on on the app and, and listen to the commentary while while in the arena. So I, I'm, I'm actually tempted to have, like, WrestleMania streaming on my phone uh, while we're there just to kind of get an idea of, of commentary and, and maybe... Uh, you know, some other things that might be going on that we're not privy to in the arena. So, uh, you know, lots of neat stuff. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We are in a Monday Night Raw show, our pregame show. We, we talked about what, what uh, happened last week on Raw. Was Raw underwhelming? You want to comment on it? Give us a call. The network in full swing. Hopefully they get the glitches out. But tonight, Raw in Chicago, Chicago, always a rowdy, raucous crowd. My God, ladies and gentlemen, is the Chicago crowd, dare I say, going to hijack Raw? And will we have a CM Punk sighting tonight? All those things we really need to talk about, and we're going to get to it on the other side of the break. 347-838-9815 is the number to call if you got something to say. But right now, it is time for the 50-50 Day 5 News Report. Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard every Monday night here at the Ken Reedy Show. And our first story, a top story, like Ken alluded to, possibility of a CM Punk sighting tonight in Chicago at Monday Night Raw? Well, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Radio Show, 
CM Punk is expected to return to Raw tonight from his hometown of Chicago. Meltzer was 100% sure it was going to take place, but his source, who is a top WWE superstar, and that individual says it is 100% certain it will happen. As always, this is only speculation, but rumors of this all weekend has the wrestling world abuzz. And to add more gasoline to the fire, a picture was on Twitter this morning posted from a fan who had spotted CM Punk at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago picking up girlfriend WWE Divas champion AJ Lee. That picture has now been taken down off of Twitter. ProWrestling.net reports that some TNA talent are being asked to take less money once their current contracts expire, as has been speculated for some time now. In other cases, there are talents who have time left on their deals who have been approached by management about restructuring their contracts for less pay, roughly half as, as much in some cases. The talents in question have not been revealed at this time. Forbes magazine has listed WWE chairman Vince McMahon on their 2014 list of billionaires, listing his personal wealth at $1.2 billion. McMahon received a mention in the notable newcomers part of the list. Vince's personal wealth has been over a billion dollars before, but this is the first time Forbes has recognized this. Pro Wrestling Syndicate announced today that former UFC heavyweight champion and former WWE Intercontinental champion, the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, will face Dan Moff at the Pro Wrestling Syndicate event on April 26th in Rahway, New Jersey. Shamrock was last seen in the wrestling world on a national level during a brief run with TNA in 2004. And our final story this evening, Saturday night, Luke Hawks, who has been interviewed here on the Ken Reedy Show, defeated Stevie Richards to win the Extreme Rising Championship at an ECWA event in Newark, Delaware. The title match was added on at the last minute after the cancellation of the Extreme Rising show at the old ECW arena due to the venue having building issues, whatever that means. PWInsider.com now reports that the title change was not supposed to happen at Extreme Rising. And head of Extreme Rising, Steve O'Neill said that a statement would be issued after dealing with ticket refunds and exchanges. And there you have it. That was the Day 5 News Report, only heard at the top of the hour every Monday night here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you. Good stuff. It's, you know, it's shocking hearing that a, a Extreme Rising had issues. They usually sew together with all their stuff. Yeah, Good stuff. Know, right? uh, again, we're we are hell we're bent on a collision course with Monday Night Raw tonight. The Raw pregame show in Chicago. Chicago, one of the most raucous crowds out there. Lots of rumors of people, the crowd, attempting to hijack Raw tonight. Ooh, scary stuff. We're going to go out to the phones right now. Just what do you guys think last week, this week, the future, anything you want to talk about? We're going to go out to the phones. we got Mr. Trivia on the line. Trivia, are you there? Hey, yeah, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing all right. How you doing? Dave, good. Dave, I don't blame you last night, last week, man. I was marking out when Hogan came out, too. That was amazing. Uh, I'd like to start off with that, though. Uh, guys, do you see uh, Hogan sticking around for a little while after WrestleMania, or is it just going to be WrestleMania and then that's it for him? <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors circulating on, on the rolls. Uh 
you know, he, he could be playing. I mean, for, for me, just purely speculative and, and opinion uh, with, with the network going into to play. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, the network started, but they're not going to they got to continue to promote it. I, I don't think there's any one person better suited for the role of, uh, you know, the ambassador uh, worldwide for the network than a guy like Hulk Hogan. So, uh, now, I don't know. I for, for me right now, I, I think that Hogan. Now, maybe it's it's wishful thinking, but I think Hogan's back in the WWE fold uh, for good, and uh, you know, not that he'll be on every week for Monday Night Raw, but I think they'll probably bring him out every now and again. And uh, you know, I think he could be used in a very beneficial way for the network. What do you think, Dave? Oh, and uh, I yeah. Technology. Hold on a second. We we lost Dave for a second. We're gonna. Dave, are you there? Yes, I am here. (laughs) Thought we lost you there for a minute, Dave. Welcome back. We did lose Dave for a bit, but uh, I don't know if you heard uh, Mr. Trivia's question, but he was wondering uh, what what we could see uh, post WrestleMania out of Hulk Hogan. Um, sporadic appearances, something that they could, you know, he could be used in a, in a, in a storyline as, you know, um, somebody to, you know, be in someone's corner or, in the, I mean, who knows, but he'll be involved in, in putting places where it's needed. If there's a pay-per-view that they feel that is not going to draw well, they might throw him in there. Um, I mean, there's, he'll, he, like you said, Ken, he'll be the ambassador of the network and I think he'll be part of the company mainly to promote the network and small appearances, very little meaning to them um, to, to those appearances, unless it's like another hosting gig, maybe they'll make him a special enforcer of a match. Um, there's been rumors of him possibly being the general manager of Monday Night Raw um, due to the possibility of Sting not signing with the WWE. Cause there's been talk of Sting hasn't signed yet. And that role was going to be given to him, but now there's talk of possibly giving it to Hogan. He, he's going to be around. He's going to be in the fold. It's not going to be like it used to be, but it's going to mean something, and it's going to both all, all parties involved are going to uh, reap the rewards. Nice. Oh uh, yeah, a couple other things, guys. I'll hang up and I'll have you guys answer while I'm uh, listening to you on the computer here. Uh, I know that uh, Diamond Dallas Page is going to be inducting Jake the Snake Roberts in the Hall of Fame. Is there any word as to who's going to be inducting the Warrior? I, I honestly, I, I haven't heard anything. The funny thing is, which I, you know, I, I, I was really curious about that. Uh, I had heard a while ago that the rumor was Hogan. I do wonder about that because they definitely have a, a checkered past, but um, I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything else, Dave? As far as rumored in, induct inductors for uh the ultimate warrior i i've heard hogan as well but with the with the possibility and i'll break the news here there's a possibility that tonight they will announce um mr t as a celebrity inductee into the hall of fame there's a good chance that hogan might induct him now but there's been talk of uh you know hogan inducting warrior in the past and really to be honest with you no other name has been brought up to induct the warrior. I've read message boards and, and things on Facebook chats and stuff like that. Of That would be a good way to introduce Sting is to have him induct the ultimate warrior because the two of them got started in the business as a tag team, as the Blade Runners, and they had a run in uh, Bill Watts' Mid-South uh, wrestling promotion 
based out of you know the Louisiana area. So um, that seemed to that seems to make more sense. But with the to be honest with you, the most recognized moment in the history of the Ultimate Warrior's career is when he defeated Hulk Hogan. So um, I think because he's right as of right now the headliner of the class, having the host of WrestleMania induct the headliner of the 2014 Hall of Fame class, Ultimate Warrior Hulk, it would make much sense if Hogan did it. So that's what I'm hearing. But, hey, we could be surprised. I mean, who knows? Who knows what they got planned? There's, there's always something special plan for the Hall of Fame. I mean, usually they like to get the guys to pick who they want to induct them, but sometimes the company likes to have a little input on it. So maybe part of Warriors' deal was we'll give you a Hall of Fame induction, but we get to pick who it is, and maybe they got Hogan for it. Who knows? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, that's what Coco told me when I was talking to him a couple months back. He said that uh, they they, uh, told him he could pick whoever he wanted to, and then they ended up giving him the Honky Tonk Man or something. But, uh, guys, before I go, I just want to say to all the Connecticut wrestling fans out there and surrounding areas, uh, on March the 29th at the Wrestling Paradise in Wallingford, Connecticut, M&J Collectibles is sponsoring an autograph signing with the man they call Vader from 11 to 1 at the Wrestling Paradise on North Colony Street in Wallingford, Connecticut on Saturday, March 29th. So come on down and uh, meet the man they call Vader. And guys, you're gonna have a you have a great show again as usual. Love calling you and looking forward to Raw tonight. Take care, guys. Thanks. Take it easy. A man they call Vader. Let's stick with the phones. We have some people on hold, and we got Dank on the line. Dank, are you there? I'm here. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. How are you doing tonight? I'm keeping warm in this cold Connecticut weather. Yeah, Hag, I know you, you, you've traveled up north. Are you are you okay? This has got to be quite the culture shock for you being in the the Northeast? Uh, it's actually not as bad as I thought it was. Um, I guess I just adjusted very quickly. I'm uh, planning on going actually skiing uh, sometime this week. It's been a while, so it should be very interesting. <laughs> what do you got for us tonight? Um, I want to touch on this whole Taker-Lesnar fight, which seems to kind of be happening at WrestleMania. Um... I don't know. I I know that on the roster right now with the uh, WWE, there really isn't much of a what can I say? Like good pick that would go for Vader or for Taker. What do you guys think about Brock being the one picked for this year's WrestleMania versus Taker? Do you think? Because I honestly think. Um, he's not going to be Taker. Somebody with him, yeah, it could be a good fight. We don't know if they're going to add any stipulations to it or anything like that. But right now, as it stands, I don't see him breaking the big streak of Taker at WrestleMania. And it almost seemed like it was like the writers went, who can we throw against Taker? And Brock's name just got tossed around, and they went with it. I wasn't... I mean, the promo was great. The, the the pop from the fans was really good. Taker making signing his name pretty much in Brock's blood was a good angle on it. But overall, I was more excited for the second time that he fought Triple H in Hell in a Cell than him going up against Brock Lesnar. What do you guys think? 
I, I kind of agree. I mean, I think the storytelling is going to be a lot of fun, as it always is, heading towards WrestleMania. Um, you know, I got a difficult time believing that uh, a guy like Brock Lesnar, who he himself is a part-timer, would be the guy to end the streak. So, to me, there's, you know, I'll, I mean, I hate to say it, like, the more of the suspense for me is, you know, if... if uh, you know, Taker comes out of the match okay, because cause Brock, Brock frightens me a little bit. I mean, he's a big, scary, mean guy, and, uh, you know, we, we've seen him, uh, you know, hurt people in the ring, and, and Taker's looking a little fragile. Um, so I, I agree with you. I mean, the last time, honestly, the, the past few years, uh, you know, I, I think that the streak should stay intact, and there's been very little suspense. I didn't think there was really much of any suspense last year that the streak uh, was going to be broken because I didn't think Punk was the guy. Um, the the biggest, the one time in this whole streak that I, I shouldn't say the whole streak, but in recent years that I really thought there was a, a legit possibility of the streak ending, it was it was about a five second window where I thought the streak could end, but it was in the Hell in a Cell match, the the super kick into the pedigree. Uh, there was there was that moment there. I'm like, oh my god, like. The streak may end here. Um, other than that, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm the match itself doesn't hold a lot of suspense for me. Although I think the storytelling going forward should be entertaining, especially with guys like the Undertaker and Heyman. Uh, in the, uh, what are your thoughts? Dave? Well, for hardcore fans like us, and for people who you know read stuff on the internet and the spoilers and, and all things of that nature. There's no suspense to it, because we knew that there was going to be a uh, possibility of these two wrestling at WrestleMania, and we knew that it was it was it was bound to happen. Brock Lesnar has gone. I wouldn't say he's gone through everybody, but he's gone through a lot of top names. And Undertaker, his his streak is winding down, and they feel the company feels like they can make money off of a match like this, and I think they can, but not with hardcore wrestling fans. I think with casual fans and the younger audience that they're that they're going to get their money out of. Not saying that some ten year old's got a disposable income and he's going to shell out you know fifty bucks for pay per view or get the network to watch this. But what I'm saying is, in terms of a storyline, Brock Lesnar is a mean machine. He's a monster. He goes through people. He, like I said, he hurts people when he's not supposed to hurt people. When it's like predetermined and script. Imagine what he's like in real life, but looking at Undertaker and seeing the story of him the past few years as far as, like, how much older he's gotten and what this streak has done to him, with the exception of last year. Last year you, you kind of saw, like, a revigorated Undertaker in that match with CM Punk, but the prior years with Hunter and Michaels, you saw what that streak has kind of done to him, taking a toll on his body. They're kind of selling that story. They seem like every year it's like, can he pull out another one? And and that's where I think what they're going to do with Brock Lesnar to a more casual audience, casual fans that aren't as hardcore like we are watching the product all the time. Those are the fans that they're, I think that they're going to grab with this storyline because those are the people that don't watch as much and they're going to say, oh my God, Brock Lesnar, he beat Triple H, he beat John Cena, he beat Big Show, he beat Punk. And, you know, now he's going against The Undertaker and what happened with Undertaker? Oh, a few years ago, he almost got beaten hell in the cell by Triple H and, and with help from Shawn Michaels and CM Punk brought him to the limit. Like, those are the fans you're going to get. So I, th- I think they're going to make money in that respect. As far as the hardcore fans, we don't see a chance in hell that it's going to happen. 
I personally, like, I know obviously it wouldn't happen, but um, rest his soul, if Paul Bearer was still alive, to bring Paul Bearer back for WrestleMania and have the two managers go head-to-head, like, a war of the words representing their clients, I think that would be, like, really epic, but unfortunately... Because, you know, of his passing, that's not going to happen. But overall, I think WrestleMania is shaping up. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Will it be going as one of the ages? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I don't know. I was a little bit let down with the whole Brock Lesnar. But hopefully they'll be able to spin it and really give it a good, solid storyline. They have, what, like a month and a half to build up on it. So let's cross our fingers. Agreed. Thank, thanks a lot for the call, Dank, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All righty. All right, take it easy. Thanks. Yeah, and I, I agree with Dank. I mean, you know, we do have, you know, some time. And like I said, I, I, I don't doubt um, that we're going to have some, some fun storytelling. Um, I think that's going to probably be the, the best part of this. And, uh, you know, I, and maybe that's part of it, Dave. Maybe we're just a little too jaded or we've been watching this a little too long, but... You know, you did bring up an excellent point, you know, for a a, a kid, a younger wrestling fan, uh, maybe someone who's not, uh, you know, as, as uh, engrossed in, in, in the business or has watched enough where you kind of can predict a lot of things that are going to happen. Um, you know, for us, there's no suspense. But for uh, a kid, you know, and knowing how big a monster uh Brock Lesnar is and how Brock has just run through people, uh, you know, for, for those younger fans, I guess maybe there is some suspense that Lesnar could be the guy to, to break the streak. Yeah, I mean, he's I – can't, I can't stress it enough, like, how believable it won't be if he were to defeat him. I can't stress that enough. I mean, Lesnar is – I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, uh, and, you know, there's something I do want to say, though. The point that you brought up earlier about how Undertaker looked, and I agree with you, he looked very, you know, scrawny and, and frail and fragile. It looked like if, you know, you you you, you broke wind, he was going to knock over and break apart. But Undertaker, you also got to understand, too, look who he was standing next to in that ring, Okay. He was standing next to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is not normal looking. I mean, he's he's an animal. He's a monster. He's huge. Okay. So, an Undertaker being gone for a year, yeah, he's not going to have exactly the biggest arms in the world. But I'm sure that he'll beef up and look in pretty damn good shape for WrestleMania, unless they are really going with this like, you know, frail Undertaker look and how much more does he have left in him kind of storyline. Yeah, I mean, I again, like it's. You know, every time, and that's kind of what I was stressing, like every time he's come back, I haven't been taken back by what he looked like physically. We've talked about, you know, we talked about on the show all the rumors and, and injuries and reports you hear about him. And then he'd come out on stage for that first time, and you're like, yeah, there's Taker, he's back. He looks good, he looks huge. This is one of the first times that, on physical appearance, I was kind of taken back. I, you know, I just, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm just ready for, you know, I, I want to hear. Like, honestly, because I don't want to. I remember as a kid growing up, and my favorite baseball player was Reggie Jackson. And I remember towards the end of his career, like, you know, seeing him with the Oakland A's, and and just, I, I mean, you know, he just couldn't hit anything. 
and it was just it was just depressing to to watch like a guy who you know I was such a fan of to to get to that point and I, I'm really I find myself as an Undertaker fan and as a fan as someone who loves the Undertaker has loved everything he's brought to the business has loved the streak wants to see him retire undefeated I I, I find myself hoping that you know that Monday night after WrestleMania he says he's done. I'm kind of hoping for that moment where he's like, you know, that that was my final match. Um, it remains to be seen. I, I just don't want to see Taker going out um, as something uh, far, far less than what we've grown to expect out of The Undertaker. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. So much to speculate on going into this Monday Night Raw in Chicago tonight. We're going to go back out to the phones. So, as again, caller, are you there? Yeah, two o three. Hey, yeah, are you there? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, sorry, we're right speaker. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. What do you got? For us? Oh, how you doing? Hey, it's actually uh, Dave. It's actually Anthony. You guys got me. Oh, hey, what's <laughs> up? Finally, finally, right? <laughs> I didn't hear you click in before, so. Uh... But yeah, uh, Jazz wants to say hi after too. But uh, just uh, hear you guys talking about the. Uh, the uh, and I was actually uh, Royal Rumble '91 on the um, on the actually and I was looking at his and I thought he did like wow he looked really swell last week obviously it was 20 some odd years ago but I'm actually kind of nervous for him for this match because uh, going back to when um, Lesnar came back originally after Mania a couple of years ago. That first match with Cena, I remember watching him throw Cena around, and I was just like, wow, this guy is, uh, you know, he, it's almost like he takes it to a level, another level, his intensity and things like that. And that for an older, brittle guy, uh, it could be a potentially uh, dangerous situation for him. I agree with you. And, and you know, like it's, John Cena has proven time and time again that he's, he's kind of a, uh in that realm of, of freak of nature where he, he seems to be able to take a lot of punishment from, from people. And, uh, you know, it seems like, yeah, John Cena will break his neck and, like, I'll, he'll be back on next week's Raw. Somehow he'll heal up and be back. So, I mean, you know, he's like, he's the perfect guy to put in a program with a guy like Brock Lesnar who just is, is scary uh, rough. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, so you're feeling the same way uh, seeing The Undertaker. Uh, I yeah, I mean, you know, wish him the best and hope it's it's a great match. Just, uh, yeah, it, it does it, it does come off as a little frightening for, uh, and it, it's weird to say that as a fan, but like you're kind of frightened for uh, Taker's well being. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's usually you know going into main match, Undertaker match is usually one uh, you, uh, look, you know you look forward to. Forward. And, uh, and going uh, into this I'm not, I'm not sure, not sure that's one of the matches I'm really uh, crazy about. And I haven't really found the I haven't found the match that I'm crazy about yet. Uh, there's still a lot of unknown, and that probably plays into it. But um, not that I'm concerned. I'm sure I'm going to put it on a great show. But the Undertaker Lesnar match. I, I, I mean, I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not. I'm crazy about it. I think that's that might be the best point that's been brought up uh, when talking about this and, and talking about whether the match is suspenseful or not. And I, I think it's an excellent point. You know, that has been the focal point for a few years now. Uh, going into WrestleMania, it seems like Taker's 
streak match has, has been more important than any title match uh, out there. And yeah, like you know, and it, call us, you know, three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. I think Anthony, you bring up a really good point. Are you looking forward to this match? Is this a match that that gets you to, to really want to to order WrestleMania to to watch the event and. In years past, you're right. That's a a match that you know drew a lot of fans in. I don't know if it does it, but again, like Dave, you brought up a good point. But is this a match? Knowing that Lesnar is such a monster, there's more suspension of disbelief in younger fans. That still with the kids, this is a match that draws them in as much as maybe doesn't draw the rest of us in. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of points that you can take into account with this match, but it's a big money match, and it's and I think that they can they can sell it on just Undertaker alone. It's his WrestleMania match, um, and people are gonna watch it because he's a big name and he's you know if one of the biggest matches on the card, if not the biggest match on the card, is usually his streak match. But, you know, this year, well, let's hope let's hope that they that they change our thoughts about this. But I, I think we'll see a good match. I don't think it will be, um, you know, the likes of the past, you know, few years with Shawn Michaels and Triple H and even CM Punk to a certain degree. But I, it's going to be good in its own way with Brock Lesnar. All right, Anthony. Thanks, thanks you a lot for the call, and uh, don't be a stranger. Oh no, yeah, I'll give you guys a ring back. Hey, is it alright if I put Jazz on for a sec? She wants to say hi. Oh, no problem. Put her on. All right, hang on one sec. Hello. Hey, Jasmine, how are you? Good. Curious to know what we're talking about. Monday Night Raw in Chicago. We're talking about the network. We're talking about WrestleMania season. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts right now heading into WrestleMania this year? Um, there's only one thing that I really hope for out of the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar match is just that um, I hope that the Undertaker wins because I think that if the Undertaker streak ends, I just kind of hope that it doesn't end to Brock Lesnar. Do you know? Like, I'm curious, and that, that's a I, I, I agree with you. I feel the same way. Is there anybody right now in the company that? Well, let, let me rephrase the question. Do you think? The Undertaker streak should end at some point, or do you think he should retire undefeated? I I would hope that he would retire undefeated. I, I'm right there with you. I'm I'm right uh uh in that camp. Jasmine, thanks for giving us a, a little bit, and uh, you too. Like, give us a call again. We love uh, your insight in the the world of professional wrestling, and as we get closer to WrestleMania, love to hear your thoughts on some of the other matches. All right, thanks a lot. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. All right, and they like lots of good stuff. You know, it's amazing. You know, we're in WrestleMania season. We have Taker's match set up. Uh, you know, we're we're seeing the the card slowly uh, building uh, to you know the the finished product. But who knows what could change over time? And uh, lots of changes could, in fact, happen. This evening, as, as stated earlier, uh, Raw in Chicago, which can prove to be a very rowdy crowd. And, uh, you know, interesting stuff. And I'd like to read uh, this to you guys because uh, there's, you know, some stuff online uh, today where, where there's, there's a group that's looking to hijack 
hijack, and that's a quote, hijack Monday Night Raw. And uh, they, they call themselves sick and tired, and their goal, hijack Raw and change the road to WrestleMania 30. Um, and, and here's some of their, their uh, ideas. Uh, number one, objective, embarrass the brass. Tactics, in bold print, turn your back to Batista, Orton, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon segments. Should these folks wrestle in a match? Let them know it's the, quote, same old shit. Next objective, Daniel Bryan in the title match. Tactics, no, 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 we do not want to see Triple H versus Bryan in a match. Uh, Second, we want to see Daniel Bryan in the title match. Third, as always, yes, 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 we are big Daniel Bryan fans. Next objective, prove that Punk is a WrestleMania main event talent. Tactics, number one, how long can Chicago hold the CM Punk chant while standing to start the show? Honestly, let's have fun with this. Next, how interested are we in this meaningless match with no stakes or story? You'd rather watch a CM Punk match. Yeah, us too. Um... Last objective, to elevate the mid-carders. Good for you. Way to have, like, a a charitable objective here. We want Ziggler chance, and let's convince the world. And they want let's go Wyatt's chance. The stronger they are, the better chance Bray has to defeat Cena at WrestleMania. You're right. If if the let's go Wyatt chants are loud enough, the WWE creative and bookers will definitely say, well, Chicago was loud with the let's go Wyatt. So let's have Cena lose to Bray Wyatt. Considerations. Remember, Undertaker is immortal and always deserves respect, too. There is no Heisenberg without Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Uh, I guess, but Jesse's kind of a bitch anyway. <laughs> Last consideration, Shield versus the Wyatts. Can't wait. All we can say is, quote, this is awesome. Quote, our power is in our coordination. Our objective is to be one. Our goal is to hashtag hijack Raw. And it's interesting, and I love our fans that follow this show. Michelle wrote on our Facebook, how about fans that dream this crap up? Just stop watching. I'm sick of the whining. Rob Allison, dumbest thing I've ever seen. Remember, Punk walked out on them, and they still cheer for that. I mean, how can you support someone who walked out on the fans? Shouldn't the fans be pissed, or is this guy so holy he can do no wrong? Hijacking a show doesn't make you smart. It makes you look dumb and destroy the hard work that's being done. Ronaldo Santiago tells us, quite douchey to me. I can understand the heat for Batista. Way too much rust to be in the world title hunt. Uh, the, put, the whole put the strap on DB fans is not looking past their noses. Uh, sorry, the whole put the strap on DB is fans not looking past their noses. And how much more do you want the Wyatts pushed? Not hard enough for you? Hell, shove a jet engine up their asses and fire away, I guess. I'm not even going to talk to, to the punk angle. How many more bend-over-my-knee spots do I have to watch? And Marcus Kane, and this was a really great point, so let me get this straight. Fans boo Batista for being handed a title shot after leaving, and they want them to do the exact same thing to Punk. So there you have it. So our fans are not proponents of hijacking Raw. We have talk of there being a CM Punk sighting tonight, 
remains to be seen. Obviously, whether the fans hijack Raw tonight or not, it, it, it is going to be a, a raucous crowd. It's going to be a high-energy crowd, perhaps highlighted by the Wyatts and versus the Shield, which is what I'm looking forward to tonight. But I'm not going to get into the whole uh, best Raw of the year or, or special event kind of talk because it bit us in the ass after last week. Um, but lots of interesting stuff and speculation coming into tonight's Raw tonight, Dave. Yeah, there's a lot, you know, it's big speculation. And, you know, to first of all, I want to find the guy who came up with this list and criteria of how to hijack Raw tonight because, quite honestly, Chicago, the, the, the audience is rabid there. We can go back to the Money in the Bank pay-per-view when CM Punk was the focal point of that pay-per-view and his potential walkout of WWE. We can go back to WrestleMania 22 when the birthplace of Let's Go Cena, Cena Sucks, really began in his match with Triple H in the main event. I mean, we can go on and on about what the city of Chicago means to the WWE and the, the, the pay-per-views that they hold there. I mean, to be honest with you, there's been a pay-per-view there every year the past, like, three or four years now because that audience is so rabid and they're very boisterous and very vocal. So I don't think there needs to be a list or a criteria given to the city of Chicago and the fans that are buying tickets to go to the Allstate Arena to watch Money Night Raw tonight because they can hijack a show on their own. Okay, they, they've done it every single time, and it's been fun, and it's provided a great, great atmosphere for the people at home, and obviously for the people in the audience that watch the, the, the shows. There, this list is ridiculous. I'm not even going to comment on it. That's how stupid it is. And the things that our listeners had to say about it, I agree with you on all points. Yeah, uh, our listeners definitely hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, there are a couple things with this list. First and foremost, if you really want to protest, quote-unquote protest what the WWE is doing, don't go. Don't buy a ticket. Don't spend the money. That's, that's the first thing. You know what I mean? You're saying you're protesting. Yeah, they're laughing at you. You're going to go in there? I mean, number one, when you see a list like this, someone who's going to spend the money to go, I mean, honestly, they're, they're basically telling you to spend money to go get pissed off. So that's someone who doesn't understand at all the value of a dollar so when i look at this list the first thing i think of is whoever came up with this list needs to get a job or get laid one or the other or both that that's like the first thing that jumped into my head do i like everything going on in the wwe storyline wise absolutely not do i want to see daniel bryant in the title picture yes i do but this is just absolutely silly to, to say, oh, we, we need a criteria. And I agree with you, Dave. The Chicago crowd, they're going to, quote, unquote, hijack Raw. That, they're going to, to do what they do. They don't need a criteria. They're going to cheer for, for who they want to cheer for. There's going to be CM Punk chants, obviously, tonight. And if he shows up tonight, the crowd is going to pop incredibly hard for him. Uh, you know, the I just I don't get this whole idea of of hijacking Raw. I just just go buy your ticket since you're spending your hard-earned money, hopefully, and it's not mommy giving you uh, an allowance to to spend the money. But go spend your hard-earned money and and have a good time and and cheer for who you want to cheer for and boo who you want to boo. Uh, you know I think we may see a lot of changes. Obviously, right now we we've looked at Dave Batista 
is, is a heel. Okay, he's a heel, and the writing is on the wall for this to at least be a triple threat match, if not some other change, because right now you have heel versus heel. And so, you know, this match is probably going to change. We're not going to see, I'll go on record as saying, we're not going to see Orton versus Batista. That match presently, in its present incarnation, is not going to happen furthermore we we have learned that there's going to be a daniel bryan versus batista match tonight so who knows if there's going to be a stipulation on that match as far as what the winner gets um so you know i'm just i want to see how these storylines unfold i gotta tell you dave as much as we've been critical here and, and dave batista has not looked good in the ring since coming back he's looked stiff he's he's gassed quickly uh, you know, you, you wonder if he can get in ring shape by WrestleMania. But we've been critical, and now I'll give the guy some credit. I didn't like, I loved his promo on SmackDown. I thought it was spot on. It was it was a great way to dig into the, the fans. It was a great 2014 heel promo. It doesn't make him a cool heel it makes him a, a dick heel that people just want to hate. I love the way he, he referenced that 195-pound champion. Um, I, I, I love just about every aspect of that, that promo. And we've talked a number of times, Dave, that our favorite Batista was when he left, when he left as a heel, when he had that program with John Cena was was one of my favorite moments or favorite sequences with Batista. I like the idea of seeing him embrace that role again. Uh, you know, maybe it was a necessity. Maybe it's by design. Who knows what goes on in those offices. But I love the promo. Give Batista credit where credit is due. And I would not be surprised at all if we see some sort of criteria or stipulation put on the Dave Batista Daniel Bryan matchup tonight. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. That promo was awesome. I agree with you. His stuff in 2010 with John Cena, great stuff. It brought different range to his character, and it was some of the best stuff. One of my favorite moments from him was when he quit. When he went after his match with John Cena, the I Quit match, he was in a wheelchair with a sling and he had a black eye, and he quit, and he was and he was getting wheeled out, and and he said that the the company would go bankrupt in six months, and everyone would be gone, and the wrestling business would be dead without him. I mean, just some funny over the top stuff that he did as a heel. I thought that stuff was great, and when he came back, I had a feeling he'd get a pop, but I I was like, I want to see the heel Batista, and now we're getting a chance to see it, and. He hit every point, and you know the the 195 pound uh, beast that he was you know referring to. I'm sure that that's setting up something for him and Daniel Bryan in a long term feud, and even with CM Punk, if CM Punk is scheduled to return, that's still all speculation. This, uh, I think that those comments are meant for. Um, setting up potential rivalries and storylines with those guys. As far as the match with Punk and Bryan tonight goes, I think it could set something up for, you know, WrestleMania. You know, the the the, the, the WWE's Instagram page has a picture of Daniel Bryan with a cue card that says yes for the question mark. And the title of the picture says, Will Triple H accept Daniel Bryan's WrestleMania challenge? Well, they could go in a different direction if they've decided 
to bring Punk back and have Punk face Triple H, and then Triple H says, well, I'm going to feed you to Batista. If you beat him, then I'll put you in the title match, which could then set up some more turmoil between Randy Orton and the authority and even Batista and the authority for putting Daniel Bryan in this match and giving him the opportunity to to go after the championship. So there's a lot of different ways that they can go with this, but I think all around the Batista heel turn I think is great. And here's an interesting thing about that, too, with the promo that he cut um, the other night on SmackDown. SmackDown is obviously taped on Tuesday. Yes, I know I spoiled it for you guys on the Internet again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm crushed that I did that, but I'm trying to prove a point here. And I just lost my train of thought. But it, just, it just came back right now. Dolph Ziggler, who was in that promo, had, had tweeted out that WWE edited out the Let's Go Ziggler chance in Milwaukee. I found that to be very interesting. I'm not saying that Dolph Ziggler is going to be a main focal point of this storyline, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got involved down the line with Batista in something long-term maybe, and they go back on this. There's been rumors. There's on the WWE app, Ziggler cut a promo about how most of the talent were told there's not room on the card for WrestleMania. And I truly believe that's a part of that whole disgruntled worker storyline that they have them and Miz doing to set them up as a tag team. So Batista can be tied into that as well. And the heel returning, getting a, a prime spot in the Royal Rumble, winning the Rumble, going on to WrestleMania, you know, coming back after a four-year hiatus. All this stuff can work. It's just the, the, the question of if they're going to pull the trigger. And the audience seems to be feeding into all the comments that Batista makes, the heat that he's drawing. So it works for me. I, I like it on all accounts. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely, you know, I'm enjoying it. And, and you know, what I'm really curious about, and it was funny because, you know, everything kind of blurs together. So forgive me. I'm try- I think it was Raw. I'm trying to remember if it was Raw or SmackDown. But it, it was, I believe it was, I mean, it was SmackDown. Uh, whatever. But Daniel Bryan came out to the ring. And he kind of, he held to the crowd, you know, do you want to see Daniel Bryan versus Triple H? Uh, at WrestleMania, and it was funny because there was kind of an awkward silence, especially for Daniel Bryan, that he kind of, he put it out there, and it, it really didn't get a pop, and then he started the yes chant, of course, everyone chanted yes, so it's okay, it's just, it's, it's the greatest chant ever, it's just a cop-out chant, even if the crowd doesn't like what's going on, just throw your hands up, and the crowd will just start chanting blindly, but I... Uh, I'm kind of curious, because getting back to, like, the quote-unquote hijacking of Raw, you know, like, Daniel Bryan can do no wrong, and, and rightfully so. The guy has been incredible. You know, if Daniel Bryan comes out tonight, it, let's just say for argument's sake, Daniel Bryan opens up Monday Night Raw and says this, the same thing, you know, do you want to see Triple H and, and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? I'm curious if we'll actually see this Chicago crowd start chanting no. And to see if Daniel Bryant will, will be able to reverse that and get them to chant yes, or they'll be adamant at, at chanting no because, you know, they think that, you know, they will have influence in putting uh, Daniel Bryant into the title picture. So I, I, I am curious to see, you know, how that may or may not play itself out uh, tonight. Should should be interesting to see... Uh, what state the crowd is in. I mean, I saw this hijack raw thing tonight. Uh, you know, who knows how far it got. 
you know, I mean, fans in Chicago may think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens as far as uh, how, how the, the broadcast goes. But I'm curious your thoughts, Dave. If, in fact, a CM Punk is, is back to kind of stop everything uh, before maybe it gets out of hand, do you, do you have Punk kind of open the show tonight? Um, I don't know. I mean, you have you have him open the to me. If you have him open the show, you acknowledge to me to the hardcore wrestling fans. This whole thing was a work. I would kind of play off the. I mean, I would I would kind of play off that quasi shoot work shoot kind of angle, and maybe have Triple H open, and then the 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 the, the chants are so enormous he can't even speak. And then maybe you bring Punk out, like through the crowd or something, something very spontaneous and like, and 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 almost in terms of it being a shoot, um, and and just to kind of feel out and vibe out the atmosphere. It's funny that you mentioned that about the fans hijacking Raw because I'm reading a few things right now. First of all, uh, Rob Feinstein from RFVideo.com, a friend of the show, he had just spoke on his Facebook page and mentioned how. There are CM Punk chants littering the Allstate Arena currently right now on the pre-show on Monday on the the, the Raw pre-show on the WWE Network, and how people are just they, they are it, it's it's insane. Secondly, Lance Storm, former WWE superstar, brings up a good point on his Twitter talking about this hijacking. He tweets. So tired of hearing people complain and talk about hijacking the show. Tweet what you like, but tag me in negativity. You're getting blocked. Hashtag Raw. If you are so unhappy with the product, stop watching. Read a book or something. Although, if you bitch, the writer doesn't change the book for you. So, I, 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 thought, that, I thought that was great. That is I, think that, great. I think that's absolutely great. But the point I'm trying to make here is that I think that they are going to acknowledge in some sense that this hijacking is going to take place. But I think that if, if Punk is coming back, they will give the people what they want. It will make all that hijacking go away when you hear the pop when he comes back. If he's, you know, if they decide to do it with his music or if he comes through the crowd, something very spontaneous. But I think it's going to be addressed in some form tonight, whether he shows up or not, about, about the status of CM Punk. And right. I, think, I think the audience will totally hijack the show, but they, they've thrived off of that. I mean, let's face it. Our crowd in New Jersey invented hijacking uh, Monday Night Raws the night after WrestleMania. So, Amen. Yeah, Landstorm's awesome. That's such a great quote. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's funny. And, again, like, you know, you don't need to tell a Chicago crowd uh, what to do to, to hijack a show. It's going to be a high-energy show to begin with. You brought up a point, though, Dave, and, and – you know, this, this Raw being in Chicago, and obviously, you know, the whole idea of, you know, CM Punk walking out and now perhaps coming back, you know, again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. In fact, I, uh, you know, a good friend of the show that shall remain non- anonymous, but a, a, a definitely reliable source uh, in the industry told me that, he thinks that it's it's legit and Punk is done and uh, kind of what you predicted, Dave. He said to me that uh, figure him done for about a year and then maybe he'll come back. Um, 
So, you know, it has seemed like it was a real thing, and now the rumors of, of Punk returning tonight. It does beg the question, was this all a work? Was this all, hey, Punk was banged up, needed a couple weeks off, rather than just saying Punk is banged up and needs a couple weeks off? Let's support this whole CM Punk rebel character and say he walked out let him relax for a little bit, and then come back in Chicago. Because as big a pop as he could get in Chicago, it's going to be that much bigger with the crowd thinking he walked out and now he's coming back. So it does kind of you know, beg the question, could this have all, as much as you and I, Dave, we both said we thought it wasn't, could this have all been just one big brilliant work? I mean, it could, but... We won't know until we if it's we won't know until we see CM Punk and, and the circumstances behind it and if this is true. I mean, they've they've worked a shoot into his storylines before the, the 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 walkout the potential walkout last year was legit, but they turned it into a storyline or a couple of years ago I should say. So, I mean, it's really hard to tell. I'll, I'll I'll have to determine that after I watch tonight's Raw and if he does make an appearance and, and how the whole thing plays out on TV. Wow, it should be a, an incredible Monday Night Raw. We're hoping. We're optimistic. I'm not going to get too, too uh, you know, into the hyperbole as far as how great Raw could be tonight, but uh, the crowd is definitely going to give tonight's Raw uh, a big injection of energy. 347-838-9815. Oh, uh, we got a little under 10 minutes left in the program. we got someone who's done a hole for a little bit. We're going out to Jersey. Caller, are you there? Oh, finally. El I've been, I've been sitting on hold forever since yesterday's Oscars when you hung up on me. I, I thought you were done with your, your point on, on Os- the Oscars and Oscars. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I kind of finished when I saw that uh, – Leonardo DiCaprio didn't win, so I was like, well, maybe I can call and talk about myself. Okay, well, what do you got for us tonight? Uh, well, I, I need to apologize for being so mean to you guys in the past, and it was just my evil side took over, and I had no control of it. So I'm sorry, Ken Reedy, and I'm sorry, Dave, and I'm sorry, Michelle. Can you forgive me? We can. That's very nice. You think? I mean, I don't think we we needed an apology, but that's that's nice. You you on some twelve step type program, El Rotundo? Well, I, I'm on new medicine now. Uh, they're making me take new vitamins, and it's kind of working. Although uh, my hands got bigger, so if you don't know what I mean, you have to go watch the gun show on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/steveoff. We we will make sure that we we go and check out the new. Gun show. Uh, before we let you go, you got anything, you know, big Raw tonight? Uh, you got anything you'd like to say about Monday Night Raw? Uh, no, just uh, follow the Wyatt family. Follow the buzzers. That's all. And believe in the shield. That's what, at least that's what Senior Steve Off says. All right, uh, El Rotundo, thank you so Thank you for the apology and thanks for the call. And, and you know what? Since you've turned over New Leaf, uh, don't be a stranger. You know, give us a. Call us on a little more regular basis. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, well, in that case, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) 
Uh, you know, all types call the show and thank you for El Rotundo. Nice of him to uh, shoot us a little uh, apology. I don't know if it was necessarily needed, but uh, nice of him nonetheless. We do uh, have a little bit of breaking news uh, coming out of the Raw pre-show. Um, you know, the Raw pre-show on the WWE Network, it's uh, it's not bad. You want to be here, though, if you want the real uh, Raw pre-game show, but... Uh, announced that there will be a tag team championship match between the New Age Outlaws and the Usos, the Usos who have been chasing for quite some time. Um, you know, Dave, I was under the impression with uh, what happened uh, previous to tonight that we were going to see finally uh, the Usos win the titles at WrestleMania, uh, putting these two teams together again uh, tonight on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I got This has got to be it. Either the Usos are are, are going to win tonight or they're just not going to win the, the tag belt. So uh, I, I would not shock me at all, but I, I could see there being new tag team champions tonight. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, if there is a great chance that CM Punk is not going to be um, on Monday Night Raw, maybe they will compensate and give the Usos the tag team titles and give the crowd something to be, you know, excited about. The Usos are a, a favorite amongst, you know, WWE fans as well as the internet wrestling fans because of their in-ring talent. So tonight, as big a night as any, yeah, I guess you, you could say that it, it should be the night that they win the titles uh, unless they really want to drag this out further. Although there have been some rumors as of late as to, uh, you know, some matches for WrestleMania. One of, them, one of the matches considered for WrestleMania was a, a multi-team match for the tag team titles. So I'm assuming that if, they, if that's the plan that they are going with, then maybe they, maybe they also don't win tonight. And that's how you set up the match at WrestleMania for the tag team championship. It's a good point. I mean, perhaps do you have a situation tonight where uh, another team interferes uh, and you have some sort of no contest, or maybe the Usos win the match somehow via a disqualification. Someone comes in and uh, beats up the New Age Outlaws. Uh, I don't know. This has been going on for a while, though, and the, and the Usos have been chasing for a long time. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that, and I, I wouldn't necessarily mind it. I mean, they've beefed up the tag division, and it would be cool to just – throw a mess of tag teams in the ring at the same time at WrestleMania for a new uh, tag champs. But uh, that remains to be seen. I'm a big fan of the Usos, too. So I'd like to see them have a run with the belts. But uh, that was announced in the pre-show uh, that we will have a tag team championship match tonight. So we are a little under four minutes away from Monday Night Raw. I, you know, Dave, like usually we get to this point and we uh, – we talk about, all right, like, what's the one thing you're, you're looking forward to tonight? Um, you know, I, it's, it's kind of tough to uh, go in any other direction. I guess tonight, by far, the, the biggest thing is, is whether CM Punk is there or not. And, and that's kind of the thing that points to, you know, CM Punk is a guy, you know, he's been there week in and week out. And as, as talented as he is, CM Punk being somewhere is not something special. And... You know, if this was all a work, it's brilliant because they've made CM Punk showing up in Chicago exponentially more special if he shows up tonight. If he is, in fact, there, if all the rumors are true, they, they, have, they have raised CM Punk's stock tremendously uh, by him, quote, unquote, walking out. So that, that, to me, you know, it's tough to say there's anything else really looking forward to tonight. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, during WrestleMania season, I look forward to not just one particular thing, but a lot of different things. Um, Just the overall hype and where the card's going to go and how they're going to do it. And I'm looking forward to the Shield-Wyatt's match. I mean, they had a great match at the pay-per-view last week at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. I'm wondering, with an audience like Chicago, who is a very boisterous audience, and obviously I think think that crowd's going to be 50-50 split on those two teams, what the atmosphere is going to be like during that match. I hope they give it enough time. Uh, You know, I really do, because I I think, you know, I thought it was a smart idea before the Lesnar-Undertaker segment last week to have Reigns and Wyatt go on second to last. And it really showed some faith in the company and both men that they have faith in those guys to eventually be main event players, you know, for the next few years to come in the WWE. So, um, but overall, I mean, yeah, the punk, the punk things obviously got to be at the top um, as far as to what I'm looking forward to. But I'm really looking forward to the, the Shield Wyatt match, the Daniel Bryan challenge. Apparently, it's supposed to be another Undertaker Brock Lesnar confrontation of sorts. So, like I said. How are they going to get you there to that road to WrestleMania with that match remains to be seen? That's the intrigue for me is what's the substance of the storyline going forward with them. So there's a, there's a lot of different things. And that Chicago audience is just awesome to watch. It almost feels like a pay-per-view in some ways. But I'm not going to overhype it like we did last week because look what <laughs> it did to us. Yeah, but you're right, though. It does have that, that making, uh, you know, where there, there are a couple of things you're looking at that, that should be sprinkled throughout the show, uh, whether it's uh, – you know, uh, CM Punk's return, how they're going to facilitate the storyline with Lesnar and, and Undertaker. Uh, you know, stipulation going into WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan uh, wrestling Batista tonight. Uh, there, there's there's a lot of speculation going on. Uh, where does John Cena fit in all this? You know, it's just John Cena uh, interfere in the Wyatt's Shield match and uh, set up some subplots uh, going forward into the WrestleMania season. Who knows? I agree with you, Dave. I'm hoping that that match uh, gets the time that it needs. And wrestling-wise, especially with that Chicago crowd, that's a match that really could steal the show tonight. But lots of points to look forward to. Promises to be a very good Raw, but we're going to steer clear of um, hyping it too much. And let's Jesse Pinkman. So... Tremendous night of action set up. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next Monday night. For Dave, I am Ken. Enjoy Raw, everybody. Take care. Good night.